0: This is Jeremy Beasley. You're listening to H10 Hanshin Tigers English News.
1: We are back with a fresh episode just for you, fellow Hanshin Tigers fan. That's right. We are fans of the Central League champs. For the first time ever as a podcast or a proper recorded podcast, I should say, welcome to episode 184 on this beautiful Tuesday, September the 26th here in Nishinomiya, Japan. I'm the founder of H10 T-Ray. Joining me from Hawaii is Sanjay. Aloha, brother. Aloha,
0: brother, T-Ray,
1: and woohoo! We did it. I hope you all caught our Last episode, uh, which we did the day after the clinch, uh, we kind of just did like a quick, "Hey, we're the champs," and my voice was a bit hoarse. I think I'm better now. Um, but uh, if you didn't, I recommend that you go check it out. I think it was a pretty fun episode. It was very up the cuff, off, see? off the cuff. off the cuff. We didn't prepare anything in advance, but I think it went well. Well, anyways, Sanjay, on today's show, we are going to wrap up the 2023 regular season just a few days early because we're the champs and the last six games they probably don't have much relevance. So are you ready to give the fans their required dosage of HT Dopamine?
0: You better believe it, Brada T-Ray.
1: All right, good. Well, so am I. I just got to loosen my tongue a bit. It's time for the rumors and, news.
2: Rumors, and
1: news. rumors and news. So we'll start with the injury report, as we've done uh, a few times. There are three guys that I would say are an important enough piece to the top squad puzzle that we're kind of waiting to see if they can come back and be part of the playoff push or not. The first one being our closer at the start of the season, Yuasa, whom we've mentioned a few times. He threw a bullpen on the 19th of September, so what, a week ago today. And he's hoping to throw in some regular season farm games. The farm team has three games left. I think it's this Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I don't know if he's going to get into one of those, but he's hoping to. And if not, The farm team actually has something called, as you know, Sanjay, the Phoenix League. Yep. And it takes place down in Miyazaki. Is that right?
0: I believe so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so they're going to face off against other teams, farm teams, and not just the Western League. And so these games don't count in the standings, but it's just a, a chance for the guys to stay fresh. And I wouldn't be surprised if some of our top squad squad guys end up down in the Phoenix League as well, just to stay fresh between the end of our season, October 4th, and the start of our playoffs, October 18th.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I were Kata, I would send the whole starting lineup down there.
1: Heck yeah. I mean, you don't have to give uh, Nakano the full innings down there as well, but certainly just let him play, (laughs) you know, a few innings a game or every other game or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we're hoping that uh, Atsa Atsa can come back um, if he's doing well. You know, obviously the bullpen this year, though, has been the strongest in NPB. So I'm not saying, yeah, we're fine without him, but. In a way, I mean, unless he is going to come back and be his dominant 2022 self, I think we're good. I think so too. So on the other side of that equation, so we talked about the mound, let's talk about behind the uh, home plate. That would be the catching position with Umeno, who, as you know, uh, broke his wrist on the 13th of August. He had the cast removed on the 12th of September he was in on the celebrations on the 14th and the, uh, the beer party. He had, he had a brace on his wrist, but he didn't have the full cast. And he is hoping to return. Um, I read on the 15th, so that would be, what, 11 days ago, that he may not be ready for the playoffs. It's still kind of that big question mark. And, you know, especially because it is his wrist, it's kind of important, right? I mean, it's a very important yeah, I'm body kidding. part when it comes to playing baseball and catching and throwing and hitting exactly yeah and we don't want to rush that by any means right so you have guys like just for example on the Buffaloes, um tongu who i guess was their catcher is now their first baseman slash dh and he broke his toe and that might be something we talk about um if and when we do a nippon uh, nippon series preview in a few weeks time but um you know the toe is something that you could probably kind of work around a little bit more easily i mean you do need it for running bases but if he's the dh you know what i mean like it's a little bit less yeah. crucial. I don't know. Yeah, Anyhow, I agree. This one is very crucial. So we're hoping that Umeno comes back strong. I know he, you know, he has been such a huge piece of this team for the last 10 seasons. And to have him on the shelf, the one time in these 10 seasons that we win the pennant is kind of a bummer for him. I agree. But his contributions will not be forgotten. And, you know, we appreciate him. Okay, thirdly, uh, a guy that uh, could bring us some speed late in games, especially would be Kai Ueda who hurt his right leg, and he was hoping to return to game action. The last thing that I read on the 13th is that he said, I think I should be able to get into some game action this month. Well, it's still this month. It is for another four days. And the farm, as I said, has, well, two games left this month and one October 1st. Um, But I don't know, if there hasn't been anything in the news on him in 13 days, I'm kind of not sure it's going to happen.
2: Yeah, it may not.
1: But we still do have Shimada and we still do have Kumagai as excellent pinch runners. I think Obata, if he's not in the starting lineup, is also an excellent pinch runner. So we're actually quite strong uh, in terms of that part of the game. We'll make do. We'll make do. But once again, you know, this is a guy that's been with the team for nine seasons and has never played a huge role. But nevertheless, I mean, you'd like to see the guy at least contribute a little bit in the playoffs if he's able to. That's baseball though, right? There's injuries. So, okay. Speaking of uh, injuries and maybe slumps and stuff like that, let's quickly go through who's been called up and who has been sent down. So the call-ups. Kajia came up for nobody and Aoyagi came up for Yukinishi on the 13th. Mombets, Keita? Kaito? Kaito? One of those three. Mombets, Rookie. Out <laughs> of high school. <laughs> uh, came up for Shimamoto on the 15th. He also got sent down on the 17th after he pitched in Hiroshima. And Baba took his place. Uh, Hamachi also got sent down. Beasley came up on the 18th and got a spot start and has stayed up on the top squad since. And then most recently, believe it or not, was five days ago, um, Watanabe came up in place of Ito, who got sent down just for lack of not having a, a chance to start for 10 days. So I'm guessing he might start like October 1 against the uh, carp um, awesome. which is when he's eligible. And then Okadome came up for Iwasada, who was experiencing back spasms. So hopefully the spasms are not serious and he'll be able to come back for the playoffs and pitch well.
2: Yeah. Speedy, easy recovery, please.
1: The last bit of news that we want to share with you is about our boy, Big Mountain, right? Oyama could become the first ever right-handed Hanshin Tiger to lead the Central League in on-base percentage. Yeah, it's kind Woo-hoo! of a minor bit of trivia, but it's still kind of cool. Um, I did find an article that showed some other guys that have led the league. And those would include um, guys like Randy Bass did it a couple of times. Um, and the other names just slip in my mind, but there were a couple yeah, of big names. Tom O'Malley
0: and uh, Toritani Takashi were the others.
1: Those are some pretty big names. So there O'Malley did um, it three times. O'Malley did it three times, Bass did it twice. Right. And Toritani once, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, and I think um, we have had, that's right. We have had a right-handed hitter reach that 400 on-base percentage plateau before in Okada. But the year that he did it, he fell a few points behind Bass, who was tops. That's right.
0: Right. And that was 1985.
1: That's right. The magic year. And so, hey, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good about 2023. So Oyama currently has a 403 on-base percentage. That's as of Tuesday morning. So before Tuesday's game here. And right behind him, though, is Miyazaki for the Bay Stars. So he's got a 401. So it's going to be close. It's going to come down to the wire. One thing I will say is that Oyama is not going to take days off. If he happens to have a big enough lead on the last day of the season, I don't think they're going to just bench him so that he can hang on to that title. I don't know. I don't think I don't, like think, I don't think
0: Okada will bench him, but he may pull him before the end of the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, which would be a first. Like like I was saying to you earlier today, May the third is the last time that Oyama was pulled for any reason, and that was for a pinch runner. So,
0: yeah. So he, I think he's the first since Kanemoto. To, um, for now, knock on wood, uh, be batting number four
1: every single game of the season. Right. Yeah, quite an accomplishment. I was listening to uh, Kakefu, uh, watching a Kakefu YouTube video, and he was saying That's, that in and of itself is enough to give Oyama a case for MVP. Well, that and the OBP. Yeah. So, but one of the things Kakefu also said, we talked about this uh, two episodes ago, right? Who should be the MVP? Um, mm-hmm. He said the votes are going to be really split amongst the Tigers just because you could make a case for probably four, five, six guys as we did on that show. Right?
0: Yeah. And you know what? I was being a little bit, you know, uh, conscious of the fact that I have a number 51 jersey behind me. And so I didn't mention Nakano, but uh-huh. other people did. Yeah. And so I'm going to say Nakano because you can get MVP.
1: So the, the full innings again, um, and he's the only one on the Tigers and one of two guys in the CL to have played every inning of every game this season. Um, The last second baseman to do that for the Tigers was Okana. 1985 Okada. Yes. Yeah. Or, I don't know if it was 85, but it was Okada. So, yeah, yeah. pretty incredible show of stamina there, consistency there, because he really hasn't slumped much this year at all. And then on top of that, you got to remember that he played in the WBC as well.
0: That's right. And he's in the hunt for the most hits of the season. So again, Mm -hmm. just like with Oyama, it's not like he's just being a a drag on the offense or anything like that. He's he's contributing all the way.
1: If I'm not mistaken, he's one ahead of Okabayashi and two ahead of Maki right now.
0: That's right, as of last night, yeah.
1: Another super tight race there. All right, let's talk a little bit about our friends who came to Japan from overseas in the Import Report. Did you hear something? Coming in.
0: From around the world, foreign
1: imports. And as I say that, I remember that one of our friends who came over the ocean is back on that side of the ocean. So KK, I believe, is still in America. We haven't heard a word from him since he left on August 11. The other four guys, though, we got uh, Noisy, who's really heating up. I think he has hit. Since uh, the end of the uh, long road trip, he's hit five home runs. Mm-hmm. That more than doubles his total. He's up to nine on the season, which, um, you know, we did the predictions at the start of the year. How many are he and uh, uh, Chan going to combine to hit? Mm-hmm. And I was a jerk and said nine. <laughs> <laughs> and for a long time it was, though, because Noisy had five and uh, Mia has had four forever. And I thought, yeah. man, this is it. They're not going to hit anymore. And then, you know, Noisy's since hit four and uh, Mia says has hit one as well. So they're up to 15, uh, 14. It's a good time to get hot, man. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, if we see a few more from them, I'd love to see Noisy hit double digits at the very least. I think that might, and, and this, you know, in particular, this uh, relatively good stretch he's going through in September might make a case for him to stay next year. Yeah, I agree. And Mia says, I mean, He's seen very limited action. He did get to play yesterday and hit a dribbler of an infield single, but other than that, uh, no home runs for him. But he's still the mood maker. And we didn't. I don't. We we did talk about this in the last episode, right? Like the uh, the party, the beer fight party, and how he kind of played a big role in that.
0: I think we talked about that. I I know I certainly watched it many times, uh, and I was laughing the, every single time.
1: I mean, he uh-huh. was definitely the most excited player out there. I mean, there, there was a lot of excitement. There were a lot of guys doing stuff like, um, I love how, um, Haraguchi had the pine ame, um, kind of fuzzy hat made. Yeah. Pine are. Pine are, yeah, 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 Because, uh, Okada was eating those chomping on those, uh, pineapple candies all season. Um, and I'm, somebody had said that they're like of all the guys to make that hat, like you'd think Haraguchi would be the last one. Like he doesn't seem the type to kind of goof off like that, but he did. And he apparently went to the makers and requested that they have it made, custom made for him.
0: He did. And in fact, um, I, I just saw on my uh, Hanshin Tigers email from, from the team that they, they have a bag that's a collab between the Pine Name company and the uh, Tigers. It says Pine Are on it. That's for sale now.
1: Well, I mean, you, you'd be a great fool if you were like the CEO of that company and you're like, now nah, we're good. We don't need to collaborate with the Hanshin Tigers. Mm-hmm. I mean... The hottest ticket in town, if they come to you and say, hey, can we make some goods? You're like, yeah, sign me up. And so there you have it. Okay. So we got way sidetracked there, uh, but it was a good sidetrack. So Mie Mie says, anyways, at the the party, we're just going nuts. Right. And then Okada in his kind of victory speech, he said, I can't even think the best English words for it, but he basically said, why don't you celebrate to the extent of your contributions to the team? Yeah,
0: commensurate to your contributions. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so it was pretty funny. And then you know, MSS um, got kind of you know fake mad, and he said his kind of one of his tagline or trademark uh, things like Sonna no kankei ne." And so it's kind of it's quite a funny moment. Um, okay, let's talk about our two import pitchers now uh, that are here. So Beasley, as uh, we heard him in the opener, and we talked a little bit about him. He did get a spot start on the 18th, and then he did pitch last night as well. So he's getting some innings in, and he's doing quite well. I feel like. He's got a decent chance at coming back next year as well. I
0: totally agree. And not only that, but he's got a decent chance at uh, being a contributor down the stretch here as well, the postseason and so on.
1: I mean, yeah, there's been talk of that, that we need one guy that could be kind of the long relief guy that comes in in case a starter gets fatigued or gets, you know, lit up a little bit early and can do those extra innings. And, you know, Bees threw five on the 18th and then he threw three last night. So he's capable of going. You know, even if you were to come in like mid third inning, if, you know, if the uh, situation warranted that, he can pitch you through the seventh easily.
2: Yeah, easily, easily.
1: Yeah, so good on him. And then uh, Cold Brew, he has been uh, doing quite well as well. Um, He gave gave up a couple of runs during this stretch. I think his first runs of the season were in Hiroshima just after the clinch. Was it the game after even? I think he took the L in that one. That's right. Uh, but he's still, you know, he's been pretty solid in the last couple of days he has. And he seems to be the one getting called on when we have like the four or five run lead uh, for the ninth inning.
2: Yeah. So he's he's definitely um, getting the, uh,
0: the faith of the management behind him.
1: You know, low leverage closer is kind of overlooked and people say, yeah, so what? He's called in to protect the, the five run lead, big deal. But the thing is, if you were to bring in a mediocre pitcher that brought it down to a three or two run lead, you have to bring in your closer then or at least start thinking about it and get him warming up, right? And you don't want to do that. So the that's low leverage great. closer, like which Brewer has been doing, and that's important because that's saving Iwazaki. He can just kind of chill in the, in the uh, bullpen and just watch the game end without having to get up and warm up and, and put more wear and tear on his body.
0: Not only that, but you don't want to give the other team the momentum for the next game either, you know?
1: Yeah, that too, that too. So, you know, and Brew's been really good about that. So uh, we appreciate the work that he's doing and we're hoping that he'll be back next year. And selfishly, we're hoping that he's going to be on the show at some point too. Come on, Cole Brew. Waiting for you. Before we get into recapping, let's thank some of our patrons and you can join the fun and the party on patreon.com slash the Hanshin Tigers. Here is who we need to thank for all that they do for us. We're going to start in Kyoto with JD, Tom Zilla in Osaka. Joe in Wakayama, Anita in Nishinomiya, Jamie in Okayama, Yana in either Osaka or Helsinki, Fran in the UK. I hope Yana is in Osaka now, by the way, so you can catch some action. Sean in Manchester, Jay in Minnesota, Rick, Ian, Blaine, all representing the great state of Texas. Shane Barclay of Japan Ball that just made their way through Japan. In fact, the final uh, people on that tour are still up in Hokkaido today, catching the last game of the tour. Mario is somewhere out in the and the Tokyo Swallows podcast. We thank you all for your patrons.
0: Thank you, patrons.
1: So Sanjay, we are picking up the recap and pre-usual, I'm going to say the word, but pre-pennant clinch because our last episode, basically, we talked about the game on the 14th. But we didn't talk about 12th, 13th. And we were riding an eight game win streak at this point, And the magic number was literally melting in the summer heat. The Tigers. It certainly heat. was not believe it. Hope. So let me just preface this by saying like, I talked to Zorny about, Hey, I want to change my recapping on the, on the site. I want to have a new look to the scorecard. Um, because I want to do a countdown to A-R-E to the Are. Right. And he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. And. Like by the time he got around to it, and I'm not I'm not faulting him at all, but I think um you know like when the magic number came back up, it was like twelve, thirteen, fourteen ish, I don't know.
0: Yeah, fourteen ish, I think.
1: Yeah. And I think he got to it pretty quick, but before I knew it, it was like cause it went down by two every day because the carp kept losing, the tigers kept winning. Yeah. So I got to Well it to went it. By, it went down by three that one day. That's right, yeah, yeah. Even went down by three. So it's crazy. I think I used that scorecard like four times, (laughs) (laughs) which is good for the Tigers. So let's get to the action now. So uh, we're going back to the 12th of September and Nishi, the senior, um, Yuki, man, was he sharp. I mean, his pitches were locating perfectly. I feel like he had a bit more zip on his stuff and he mixed things up a lot better than I'd seen in ages. Don't you think?
0: That was the best Nishi I've seen in probably three years.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, and three years ago, he was the ace of the staff, right? Kind of the pre-Aoyagi years. Nishi was the rock-solid starter that we would depend on when we needed a good outing, and he did it big time. So all that to say, he went the distance, saved our bullpen arms from some wear and tear, allowed just two hits and walked two guys, and uh, we scored just one run in this one, and it was thanks to a noisy single, then a Sakamoto single that uh, included some aggressive base running from noisy to get him to third. Were it not for that, Kinami would not have been able to bring him home on the sack fly. This was in the bottom of the second inning.
0: Yeah. Talk about um, efficient scoring.
1: So again, um, noisy showing that he's not just uh, his bat, right? I mean, he's shown in, in the outfield. He's got a great arm. Runners are afraid to try for the extra base on him now. And then here he kind of uh, brings us back a little bit to Jerry Sands and how he used to be really smart on the base pass and get those extra bases when he could see like, man, they're not going to be able to get to the ball or the throw is not going to make it. And he would take the base.
0: I thought you were going to say he's not just a pretty face.
1: <laughs> no comment. He is yeah, a pretty okay. face. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, uh, we win this 1-0. One, one to zero, And the very next day, we have got Aoyagi on the mound. And from my observation, just watching it on TV, and, and I love that you're able to see the pitcher's facial expression after every pitch. He just didn't look happy with his performance. But a line of six innings pitched, four hits, two walks, and zero runs, not too shabby.
0: I'll take that. And you're right. He wasn't necessarily happy. Wasn't this the one where like a lot of plays went our way? Like um, a ball yep. of ricochet off of a fielder and into Nakano's glove or, or that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. So we did definitely get some, some good fortune. But, you know, Lady Luck is just smiling on us this season. And this is our year. So we scored all of our runs again in one inning. It was the bottom of the third with a Sato Grand Slam home run. This was his 19th home run of the season. Shikamoto had two stolen bases in this game. And a Brewer, Kirishiki, and Ishii are the three that uh, brought this one to a close. The magic number is down to one. I've got a friend in town all the way from Hawaii uh, that's going to be taking in the game with me on the 14th. Wink, wink. Sanjay and his son were here. Well, his son's not in Hawaii now, but anyhow. We're here for the game. Man, two weeks ago or two weeks prior to this, there was no way we were dreaming of this being the, uh, the clincher.
0: Yeah, I thought it was, in fact, mathematically impossible because I didn't know about that three um, three magic number diminishing rule about right. the tiebreakers.
1: Yeah. And so, <clears throat> you know, and again, like, we've had these tickets since March. And then at the end of August, I've told this story a few times, but it, it bears repeating. I get back from Canada on the 29th of August, and we're hosting the Bay Stars for two games, and we lost them both in kind of humiliating fashion. And here I'm thinking to myself, Ah, the September swoon. It's here again. You know? <laughs> and then we peel off 11 straight wins. And so like, who would have thought even two weeks prior to our going to this game that there would be any kind of celebration this night? I, I'd even said to Zorni, I was like, we have the magic number in single digits on that night. And if we win the game, I'm going to go home with a very happy man. Yep. So do we need to recap the game? Yeah. Why the heck not? Right? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, so we got Psyche on the mound, and they've got Akahoshi on the mound. Um, The first inning, Yusuke hit into a double play. The Mm -hmm. fourth inning, Noisy hit into a double play. We had bases loaded, Mm -hmm. no outs, and it was a Sato strikeout and a Noisy double play at one, two, three. So I think everyone was just a little bit tense, like the atmosphere at Koshien was still kind of tense. But at the same time, there was you know like Psyche was he was dealing, right? Yeah, he was. No, I, I
0: I you know, I have to say though actually the atmosphere at Koshen was fantastic. And I saw or I, I yeah, I I saw some YouTube clips or so on of, of people afterwards, like the analysts, you know, the the talking heads who were former players saying yeah that when they walked into the stadium, it felt just like 1985. And it felt like there was no way the attendance was gonna allow anything but a hunch of victory that day
1: yeah you know i i could definitely say that too i mean it just there was something special about it it you know the expression the crowd was electric i mean i i think we could have powered that building the electricity of the building that night it was insane so yeah um anyways uh what it comes down to is then in the bottom of the sixth, uh we had runners on the corners and oyama hit a sack fly to open the scoring And that kind of gave us a piece because, you know, the Giants at this point had not scored on us for all 24 innings that we had in the series, right? Um, And then uh, Teru hit his 20th of the season in the bottom of uh, the same inning, right? Right after that, there's a two-run bomb. So now it's 3-0. Just as a side note now, Sato becomes the first left-handed hitter in, is it CL or NPB history? I want to say it's
2: NPB history.
1: I believe it is. Three straight seasons straight out of the draft with 20 plus home runs.
2: Yeah. And that so, was a frozen rope.
1: We, yeah, it was. It was. Oh, man. It was, it was so beautiful. Uh, so three to zero. We're all we're super excited. And then the Giants uh, decided that they weren't going to make it so easy and it was going to be a bit dramatic. So they got a run in the top of the seventh. Uh, we got one back in the bottom of the seventh, thanks to an E4. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. So it's four yeah. to one. Top of the 8th, they get another one. Top of the ninth against Iwazaki, um, they got another one. That was a Sakamoto home run. Uh, they actually had the tying run on third base with two outs. Yep. And an F4. Fly out to Nakano. Big catch. I mean, easy catch, but, you know, that one is so, going to live on in history. You know what I mean? They're going to show that video forever. So Nakano actually made all three putouts in that inning. He did. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. And he'd even said, like, in the post game conference, he's like, after I made the first out, I was like, yeah, that's probably my contributions to this inning. <laughs> you know, there's no <laughs> way. He, made a, he made a great play on the second out as well. I mean, just showed yeah. off his range totally. So, all good stuff. Um, the other thing to note that I don't think we've mentioned yet is that as his walk up or warm up song, Iwazaki was using Yokota's kind of trademark walk up song. Right. Yep use um, The Yuzu song, right? The Eikon no Kakehashi. Yeah, and so that was such a moving moment. And again, that's kind of one of those things that, I mean, I'm sure Iwazaki was almost brown in the pants by, you know, the set third out where he's like, man, I can't blow this. I can't blow this. But you, you could just tell, like, the game is not going to end with a tie or a come from behind with the Giants. Like, it's going to end for us. You know what I mean? Like, that was just another kind of sign, right? So... They do the doage for uh, for Okada Kantoku, right? Six times for the six uh, pennants that the team has. That's right. Um, and then they did the doage as well for Iwazaki because they kind of, the, the final pitcher is called the Yusho Toshu, right? And so he actually had Yokota's jersey with him as they were hoisting him in the air, which was just an amazing, very touching scene. Totally. I mean, this whole thing, right? I mean, it's hard not to get emotional just thinking about what a big moment this was and what an amazing year this was. So it's nice that, again, we win it at home. We sweep the Giants. We clinch against the Giants, which is the same thing that happened 18 years ago. And we did it on an 11-game win streak, which was our first in 41 years. That's amazing. I mean, just everything came together perfectly. We could finish off the whole episode of this show, just talking about this, this game. But <laughs> I think we're going to move on. But I just will say this. It's a, it's a darn good thing that they clinched it when they did because, well, for one, Sun TV was the broadcasters here in Kansai. And they're known to broadcast the games from start to finish. And so they basically were running the broadcast like from 6 p.m. through the end of the game, through the Dolage, the interviews. And they even did like the, uh, the usual party that the team had. So they were on the air until like two a.m. Showed it off. I think they
0: they hit like some kind of record for. (laughs) Excuse me, there a viewer ratings twenty something percent as the highest they've ever hit.
1: Would not surprise me one bit, and they deserve it because they are the harding hardest working uh, broadcast team in Japan. I would say they're outstanding, and so all that to say as well though that the next day we're heading to Hiroshima. The very next day, so no days off after clinching, and Hiroshima is of course known for basically blocking out broadcasting and this game was not available on regular broadcast tv in Kansai and so people were starting to kind of uh you know what i mean get a little bit nervous like oh if that ends up being the clinching date and it's not on tv like that's going to be a huge deal unfortunately ah, so, yeah. Yeah. so anyways um let's breeze through the rest of the recaps because they're not hugely important but we'll just give you some just just hit on some little things so we lost the day after the usual We had our our bottom three hitters were all um new guys, if you will, right? Oyokawa was the starting pitcher, Obata was the shortstop, so not new, but then at catcher we had Sakaeda, I believe, making his Mm -hmm. first appearance as a catcher for the team. Um this one went back and forth and it was in the bottom of the eighth that we lost it on uh Kajia gave up a run. But um I think the guys put up a great fight, like scoring five runs, hung over or just sleep deprived or having traveled, you know, like they traveled probably early Friday morning after not sleeping much, whatever, they put up a great fight considering. Yeah, exactly. Against the team that probably wanted to show us too, well, A, they're fighting for second place. B, they want to show us that, hey, you better look out because come playoff time, right? But they didn't really prove mm-hmm. much in that game. In the next game, they proved even less so because the Tigers demolished uh, Morista, their, one of their ace pitchers. So Noisy hit two home runs in this one. Um, Sato and Sakamoto got some good hits on top of the first. Um, and yeah, Brewer allowed three runs in this one. One of them was earned and the team made four errors. So I guess maybe a little bit of the hangover was showing up the day after. But we were 9-3. 9-3 <laughs> win. So we leave Hiroshima with a split series there. Not too shabby, Comfortable. Now, what has me feeling a little bit concerned is the next series at home against the Bay Stars. 17th Sunday, uh, Murakami went six shutout innings. And then... Ishii and Kirishiki were good. Brewer gave up a home run on the first pitch that he threw. And that's it. He's the losing pitcher because um, we lost
0: 1-0. Yeah, that was, uh, I was a little concerned as well.
1: And the next day, we lost 3-2. to I was in attendance along with Japan Ball. Very limited offense in this one. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was 1-1 going into extras. Beasley started through five shutout innings. Um, but Maki, uh, the Bay Stars all-star hitter who seems to just come out when it's uh, Tigers games, more than against anyone else. Top of the sixth and top of the 10th, he uh, gave them RBIs. Um, but Oyama with the solo home run in the bottom of the 10th. And so it looked like we might be able to uh, pull off a comeback. We actually had the tying runner on base, but we lost three to two. So what concerns me now is that we've lost five straight against the Bay Stars at Koshin.
2: Very concerning.
1: Now, granted, these two didn't really matter. And we probably didn't put out our absolute 100% best lineup or the guys were not completely psyched up for it. But nevertheless, you know, if the Bay Stars advance to the final stage, and even if we have the one game advantage, I mean, they've just shown that they can beat us in our ballpark. No problem.
0: So we're going to take your advice and just not pitch to Maki ever again.
1: Yeah, please, please, please. I mean, honestly, you don't have to give him Barry Bonds treatment or Shohei Otani treatment or whatever, but you can and I would be OK with it. <laughs> Okay, so our last two home games of this stretch, and in fact, we only have two more home games left on the schedule, came against the Giants, and we beat them 4-3 to three, um, in the first one on the 20th. So it was kind of a... Oh, yeah, their Sakamoto did a G4 RBI, then our Sakamoto did a G4 RBI, so the, the score is 1-1. One to one. Nakano with an RBI okay. single, bottom of the third. Maru with a home run, and Kajitani scored on... or Got an an RBI or whatever. A run came in on Fielder's Choice in the top of the seventh. So it is three to one at this point. Uh, But is it three to one or was it three to two? Three to two. Three to two for them. Uh, Noisy with a two RBI single in the bottom of the eighth. So we took the win four to three. Uh, Sato with three hits in this one. And Chikamoto with his 12th triple, which is the most triples in the CL since Nagashima in 1960.
2: That's a long time ago.
1: Not even you were born then. Not even I was born. As you like to say, yes. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Okay. Well, the next day, uh, it's our last game against the Giants this season. We are, oh, I didn't mention that was our 18th win of the season against the Giants, which is uh, the best we have ever done. It's a record, yeah. Against them. So we're 18-5-1 going to this one. It would have been nice to make it 19-5-1, but we lost the last one. Aoyagi was good through five innings, but he gave up the ghost in the top of the sixth. Uh, Maru with an RBI single, and then Oshido with a grand slam. So it's five to nothing, and the Tigers did nothing until the bottom of the ninth. The good news, I guess, if you will, is they did it against Taisei, who is, you know, the their closer, who's been hurt much of the year, and he was also part of um, the WBC team, so he's a great pitcher. And uh, Miyasas hit a solo home run, uh, solo home run, and uh, Sato hit a two-run home run. So it was five to three. They actually had to swap Taisei out. He did not record a single out.
2: And uh, the tying run was uh, at the plate when we lost. Yes,
1: Yes, exactly. So there was opportunity there for a miracle, but it's okay. Um, Again, I think it's okay seems to be the uh, the mantra that we've got going for the rest of the season because it doesn't (laughs) matter much. Um, So we're heading out to uh, Yakutland to drink some yogurt drinks uh, at Meiji Jingu. Rained out on the 22nd, and again, Mieses was the party there because in the midst of the rain, he was uh, running the bases and sliding headfirst into the puddle-soaked tarps.
0: So apparently, it's the first time in, at least that the uh, announcers ever noticed, that the visiting team player was entertaining the crowd that way in the rain out, as opposed to the home team player.
1: There you have it. So, uh, but you know what? We love Miechan. We love what he does as far as that goes. And so everybody loves that. him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Jingu does tend to bring out the best in our hitters. And that's what happened the next day. Um, so Nakano with an RBI double and Noisy with a two run home run in the top of the first. I think we scored four runs there because there was a wild pitch. Um, Oyama and Noisy and Sakamoto with RBIs in the top of the third. And then Otake with an RBI in the top of the fourth. I might have gotten yeah. that a bit wrong. But Otake yeah. Yeah. served up a couple of home runs. Uh, but still went eight innings and allowed just the three runs for win number 12.
0: Yeah, way to help yourself, Otake.
1: Yeah, and so he doesn't have the most wins in CL because of one of the Bay Stars pitchers. And he doesn't have the best win percentage, but he could get that best win percentage um, if he wins his next start. And if the Bay Stars starter loses tonight to the Giants, I can't believe I'm saying this, but go Giants. <laughs> so wait, can we start calling Otake a big bamboo or is that not cool? big mountain and big bamboo why not why not i like that bbb all right let's go on to vantalin dome where we are historically poor and we've been unusually great this year but we end the season um and this this ballpark again is just true to form our guys combined those two in those two games to score one run um on the 24th it was a zero zero tie which is the tiger's first one of this year but the dragon's second one of this year and uh, Psyche went 10 innings of shutout ball, throwing his heart out because he had a shot if he had won this one and then he wins his next start. He had a shot at 10 wins.
0: Double digits, yeah.
1: Right. But That's um, studly um,
0: by Psyche, man.
1: Man, he was amazing. But the, And the team had chances, I think, in the top of the ninth, 10th, and 11th and didn't cash in, which is really unfortunate.
0: Yeah, Okada was a little bit displeased at that.
1: But so that's the voodoo of Vantoline Dome. I mean, it tends to be like that to us. Or we to be like voodoo, that I like that. Yeah, Dantelin Voodoo. Uh, the next day, Sato opened the scoring for us on top of the second with his 22nd home run of the season. Murakami uh, went five innings for us and in the bottom of the second, um, their shortstop who has the weakest swing I've ever seen, um, I think he muscled one over the shortstop or over second base. Over second in, base. Into super shallow center field and two runs scored. And that was the end of it. Two to one loss. And as I said earlier, Bees went three innings of shutout ball in this one. So good on him. So we only had to use the two pitches.
0: And Murakami um, reached uh, the regulation regulation number of innings uh, to qualify for a title.
1: Correct. And he will. I mean, there's almost no way that he doesn't win uh, best ERA. Yay. And maybe rookie of the year. I wouldn't even say maybe. I think that's a lock, yeah. The Rookie of the Year is a lock, and I think ERA is also a lock. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with an ERA in the ones when nobody else in the CL does, has it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Yamamoto has it in the PL, and he might be the only one there. So if you're in the same company as a guy that's going to the majors this offseason, you're doing something right.
2: You're here, here. So, okay.
1: Let's talk a little bit about our all-star manager now, shall we?
2: Oh. Yeah. Oh, God.
1: Oh, God. i love the okada chant that we heard at the uh the game we were at yeah that, that was awesome especially because part way through the year you know like i well, anyone who's on X or Twitter kind of sees stuff like the Okada Yamero hashtag that was trending or whatever. And I was like, you guys are crazy. I mean, this guy is, he's got to be, you know, the best manager in the CL right now. And I'm going to make the argument right now that I think he's the best manager in team history, in Hanshin Tigers history. So... As far as career wins go, as a manager, um, as of today, he's got 476 with the Hunching Tigers. Um, he also won some games with the Buffaloes because he managed there for a couple of years. But his 476 is second in team history behind Sadayoshi Fujimoto, who was the manager of the team from 1961 to 1968. Even you weren't born when he started. <laughs> when he Touché. started, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thank you so for he... the clarification. <laughs> So he's number two in that category of all-time wins. He's And he has a shot at number one, um, I would say, next year, if the Tigers can put up an 80-win season, which seems to be the norm for him. So Fujimoto has 561. So right now he is 85 back, but the Tigers still have six games this year to win. Mm -hmm. So he'll be around 81, 80-ish, whatever, 82, um, heading into next season. And listen to these numbers for Okada's win totals with the Tigers as manager. His first season, 66, then 87, 84, 74, 82, and then 83 this year. Woo-hoo! So he's crossed the 80 mark in four of six seasons as manager.
2: That's ridiculous, so, actually.
1: It is. It is. Considering, you know, it's 144, 146, 143, depending on when he managed, right? That's how long the seasons were. So um if if the tigers put up a good you know have a good season next year he's got a shot at most wins in team history because he's coming back next season um win percentage he's number one at 572 um pennants he's tied for first with fujimoto with two um and if he can get a nippon ichi that cements him as the goat manager
0: i agree and to that point about the number of uh, pennants he's yeah. tied for first with fujimoto but I think he holds the record for the longest gap between the two pennants mm-hmm. of any manager um, for the same team in NPB. So yeah. there are a couple of people who've done with um, different teams with a bigger gap. But for the same team, uh, Okada holds the record.
1: Good on him for that. Um, you know, you can also throw in the fact that he was a coach on the 03 and 05 um, pennant winning teams.
0: So I got a question for you. I, at the start of the season, I was saying that Okada is probably worth at least ten wins on yes. his own. Mm-hmm. What do you think that actual number is that he was worth to the team?
1: Oh man, so they got eighty-three wins this season, right? I mean, I'm just throwing a number out just randomly because mm-hmm. who's to know for sure? Yeah, but I'm gonna There's I'm gonna say like somewhere around eighty-two. <laughs> okay. I kid, I kid. No, I would say, honestly, like maybe, maybe you know, 10 to a dozen because maybe even more because yeah, I'm think thinking more. all those all those decisions that he's made that we've seen, like whether it's the pinch hitter or changing the pitcher or whatever, it just seems like probably eight to nine times out of 10, he's making the exact right call at the exact right time.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's more than 10 though.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would say, yeah, definitely, definitely. So congrats and we look forward to having you back for another season, Okada-san. By the way, in among NPB managers, I think right now he's ranked 20 or 21st in all-time in wins. And there's no way he's getting to the top because it's just crazy numbers. But um, he has a shot, I think, around to getting up to around 16th or 17th uh, after
2: next season. And then who knows beyond that. So
1: still rarefied air. You know what I mean? Like, think about how many managers there have been in NPB. So for him to be even top 20 is still just ridiculous.
2: Arigato, Okada kantoku Thank you. All right, let's hit the hot topic.
1: Hot topics. Hot topics. So we hot want topics. to kind of go over the regular season with all of you fine folk. And part of the reason is because the next time that we talk to you, there won't be any regular season anymore. We're gonna be focused completely on the playoffs. So let's have one last look at this outstanding 2023 regular season for the Haunching Tigers. So at present, Sanjay, we have got 83 wins and we still don't have 50 losses. We're at 49 losses and five ties. I love that. That's incredible. I mean, like, I think, you know, the fewest losses for Okada in a season so far was 54 and that was in 2005. I mean, we would have to lose five of our last six. It ain't going to happen. Uh, for that number to be equal.
0: And I remember many seasons when we were the first to 60 losses in all of baseball.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And we're going to be not the team with 60 losses this year. I mean, let alone we're not even going to get to 55. So pretty good stuff right there. I I mean, it would be amazing. I don't want to get too greedy here, but it would be amazing if we didn't even reach 50. If we won out the rest of the schedule and ended up 89, 49 and five, that would be (laughs) crazy not getting Sorry, greedy, indeed. but I'm getting greedy. Okay, let's, uh, let's look back on it though. So we start the season on March the 31st, right? And we're just going to kind of go month by month. We're not going to talk about every game or every series because we don't have that much time, nor do you. But we went 13-10-1, and one, um, including that March 31st win uh, in there as well, which was the season opener. So we were in second place at the end of that first month of play. Any particular game stand out to you?
0: Yeah, I have a couple that stood out to me and I couldn't t- decide between the two. So can I, if I can talk about both of them, go. I, th- I thought one that was pivotal was April 22 when we had a two zero win over the dragons. Okay. They're the dragons, but still it was Murakami's first win, an omen of things to come, complete game shutout with 10 Ks. So that I thought was like important and. You know, significant. Um, The other one, though, was uh, five days later, on April 27, when we beat the Giants (laughs) 15-zip. And and what's not to love about beating the Giants 15-zip? In fact, Ito had a complete game shutout there as well. And Shikamoto and Oyama had dingers, and uh, we had six runs in the third inning, and another six runs in the eighth inning, and that was just a fun game. So those are the two that stood out to me for April
1: i'm pretty sure that one was the patreon viewing party and yeah that was an amazing game i mean you know there's certain teams that you almost feel bad for when you're beating them that bad but don't feel bad for the giants not the giants that was actually i think their biggest their worst ever shutout loss in team history for them so (laughs) i'm pretty happy to have been (laughs) on the winning end of that um i'm going to highlight two other games for you um just because I can. One would be opening day, just because, for me, opening day is always super exciting, and especially when it ends up being a winner, which, of course, for us, it was. Um, We ended up taking down the base stars 6-3 in this game, and it was a little bit nerve-wracking at the end when uh, Yuasa came in, and again, he had not practiced much at the team, uh, loaded the bases in the ninth inning, and I think they had Soto up at the dish, so if he had hit a grand slam, it would have been 7-6. to Ended up popping up to... Maybe Nakano, which is kind of fitting. Um, it was an individual fly. Anyhow, that one, 6-3 to three win. And then the other one for me that was huge was, again, let's talk about our boy Murakami because his kind of debut as a starting pitcher came on uh, April the 12th against the Giants at Tokyo Dome. He was expected to go five innings, but what he did has been talked about all year, literally, um, in that he threw seven perfect innings and got pulled. And then the Giants tied it in the bottom of the eighth. And we ended up winning the game two to one in extra innings. But uh, the, the kind of the debut, I mean, you know, Murakami had made his debut in 2021. Didn't do very well as a starter. And then he had one farm appearance, uh, not farm, pardon me, one relief appearance against the Bay Stars, I think, earlier in the season. But this was his mm-hmm. first career or first start of this historic season that he's been having.
0: Yeah. And uh, like you had highlighted before, he was a stud on the farm, but it hadn't quite translated to the top squad until this year.
1: Right, right. And so it was nice to see him finally be able to put it together here and just look. He's looked dominant. And, you know, like half of me is saying it's going to end. It's going to end. You know, he's going to throw it. He's going to have a dud or whatever, but he has not. He really has not had a dud start at all this year. Yep. So good stuff. Okay, let's move on to May, which was an outstanding month. Um, in this. Um, in this month, we had a seven game win streak, lost one, and then followed that up with an eight game win streak. So we had like a, you know what I mean? 15 out of 16 wins at one stretch. We won 19 and lost just five. One of the things to note there is that Okada at this point had said, deki Sugiero, right? This team <laughs> is punching above its weight. They're playing. Yeah. Too, too good to be true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, on 19 and five months, is an outstanding month. Uh, Tell me about a game or two that you remember that you liked. I
0: have the one, and I think that I might have to correct you. I think we had a nine-game win streak in that month. Um, And the the one that I chose is the eighth win of the nine-game streak. And it was on May 8th. Well, maybe it might have been because the first win came before the month started. Um, But um, the game I picked is May 8th against the Giants. Funny how that happens.
2: Hang we won second. four.
1: Yeah. Sorry, May 8th was a Monday. It was a day off. So I didn't even Well, 20th. whenever it was. 28.
0: May, no? Okay. I saw so I missed the two in there.
1: Okay.
2: It
0: was a 4 1. Yeah, yeah, 28. Yari knows Or no? No, it's okay. We're good. Okay. I can't type well. It's okay. <laughs> May 28th, 4 1 win over the Giants. and Chan hit a home run. Noisy and Oyama had RBI hits. Saiki pitched eight strong innings, giving up just one earned run. Yuasa got the save, and this was a sweep of the Giants, which is oh so sweet. And this was the eighth straight win of that streak, which ended up going one more after this game. But I thought that that was a, a significant and one of the best games of the month.
1: Sure. And yeah, you're correct. It was a nine-game win streak. It was... It was eight heading into interleague, and then they stretched it to nine um, with the first game of interleague. Yeah. So I'm going to go a week and a day before you to May the 20th, because partly because I was in attendance at this one. It was against the Hershey <laughs> carp at Koshin Stadium, and um, it was a nail-biter the whole way, but their Morista was outstanding. Um, but that's not obviously what I want to talk about here. I want to talk about our Morista who did it in the bottom of the ninth. Um, it was straight zeros all the way through. And then he um after a two out double by Oyama and a walk from Sato, Morista with a walk off single to left and Oyama came scamping around the bases for the one and only run of the game. But to be able to do that, um, you know, even if it was just the one run against Morista, and he did technically get the complete game win, even though he went eight and two or complete game loss, I should say. He went eight and yep. two thirds innings. Uh but to win that one, to give uh, to give our team that much needed win after a disappointing loss the day before uh, was huge.
0: And as a rookie, too, to be able to do that come through clutch. And he is Mr. Clutch.
1: Yes. Horrible kind of a sign stuff. of things to come, right? I mean, that yeah. was one of the first of his several amazing, you know, late innings uh, performances. So good stuff. Let's move on to June this was our bad this is the only bad month we've had honestly this season um and we went 8 14 and one amazingly we still held on to first place at month's end although it was just by a little probably even percentage points i believe at this point so interleague was uh the main story here right like from from may 30th through june the 18th was the interleague schedule and we went Seven, ten, and one during that stretch. Yeah, wasn't that good? No, it wasn't. But amidst that, there was quite an outstanding game, was there not?
0: Well, the one I picked was for the best game was on June four, when we beat the Chiba Lotte Marines two to zip, with Psyche getting his fourth win, a complete game shutout over the Reiwa Rocket Roki Sasaki. Uh, Oyama RBI, who a home run. I mean, that's a, a classic, well-fought battle against a strong team. And the good guys came up on top.
1: The amazing thing is that Oyama RBI in the bottom of the sixth was our first hit of the game. Right? But yeah. what went really well in this game, too, was that we kind of made sure that we went deep into counts against Sasaki. I think, you know, like the, the scouts and the coaches did a good job of putting together a game plan and saying, look, just throw out the low strikes. You know, what I mean, just let them okay. go, and if they're balls, they're balls. If they're strikes, take them. And what happened was that his pitch count went up. He did walk a few guys, and then he was pulled after the sixth inning. Yep. So Good yeah, that planning. that one hit yeah. was enough. Um, and Nakano, I think, got us. Uh, stole a base. Uh, he walked. He stole a base, and then he advanced the third on a wild pitch. Uh, before the Oyama RBI. So, season.
2: so we scored on one hit. Uh, yes.
1: And Psyche, again, let's again talk about how great he was on this day. He went the distance, uh, allowed just three hits, and struck out 12 Marines. Go Psyche. So honestly, this was the most exciting series of Interleague for us, not only because of that game. We won the game before on a walk-off, and that was on Obata single to center, uh, which was great to see. And that was it was bases loaded, so as soon as it uh, got past the infield, it was in the bag. Um, and then we tied seven to seven in the finale. Um, there was actually a rain out as well on the Friday for this. So it was a Saturday, Sunday, Monday schedule. And we played late into the night on, on Monday as the makeup date. And then we had to head to Sendai the next day. So, but that was also, that was also an exciting game, the seven to seven tie, because we tied it up in the bottom of the eighth. I a game that saw them come back in the top of the seventh. And so, Um, yeah, I don't really want to talk about much else, except I was able to get up to Tohoku as well as Hokkaido. So I saw, I saw a walk-off loss, uh, to the Eagles on Thursday (laughs) the 8th, and then I saw a come from behind or a blown lead loss, if you will, looking at it from the Tigers point of view on Saturday against the fighters. But, uh, yeah, we had some real heartbreakers in this month, including those two that I was in attendance at, um, psyche with a couple of great outings, because I think we won one zero the Sunday after the one you were talking about. But then we also had, um, remember the one where Uasa basically, I think it was his last game, right? He gave up two late home runs against the Buffaloes. Yeah. That was his and last that game. was it. It was a two to one lead heading into the ninth. And then Uasa um, gave up a couple of big bombs. So
2: definitely hurt. Well, uh,
1: let's move on then to the month of July, shall we? Because on to slightly better things anyways, it was still not the most amazing of months, but we went 11, 8, and 2. And this is basically our last uh, month of normal baseball, if you will, before the high school baseball tournament. So we had, let me see, 15 home or 14 home games and only seven on the road. Mm. Or I'm counting wrong. No, that's right. 11, 8, and 2 for the month. So any games that come to mind here as memorable.
0: So for me, I chose the game on July 12th against the DNA Bay Stars. Mm-hmm. We won in walk-off fashion, 5-4. to four. And it was like at the last, you know, at the very end of the game because in the bottom of the 8th, Morista hit a game time two-run home run to just bring us back from the precipice. And then in the bottom of the ninth, he came up again and hit the Sayonara Sacrifice Fly. And
1: that's the one I'm going with. And that home run, I mean, not to rub it in anybody's face, but it was against Bauer, right? (laughs) Who? kind of made it that much more special. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great game to talk about. And I'm only going to bring up another game simply, well, partly because I was in attendance, but partly, again, kind of getting back to a little bit of what has brought this team together to an extent um, this season. So on July the 18th, um, the team announced, or I guess the world announced that Shintaro Yokota had passed on at age 28 of, of brain tumors, right? Brain cancer. And yep. the team decided to have their kind of Memorial game. It was the very next home game that the team had, which was the 25th of July, against the Giants at Koshien Stadium. Uh, I was fortunate to be in attendance. And the team, again, just kind of came through uh, to win one for Yogota, right? Um, and it really came together on an Oyama two-run home run in the bottom of the six, and that was against Sugano. So that made it doubly sweet to do it against him. And, <laughs> and, you know, Oyama, again, doesn't have a ton of you know, connection with Yokota, except as we'd mentioned several shows ago that they shared uh, they were in the door, the team dorm together, and so they did kind of have yep. those interactions. But to win that game that was dedicated to Yokota is huge.
2: What I'm going to do is I'm going to post the video of um,
0: Iwazaki coming on in that final game on Facebook. Uh-huh. Okay, pretty special.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. So Toraban, I think, probably did that video. They're, they're always uh, It was like the Tigers, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, the month of August now, we're really starting to roll. This is a month that usually we just just try to get through, but man, in that long road trip of twenty three games, we went eighteen and five, and then as I alluded to earlier in the show, we we lost two straight to the Bay Stars at the end of the month. But an eighteen and seven month, nevertheless, giving us definite hopes for a pennant because of how we did in this month. Again, we had a ten game winning streak uh, during this. Well, it was during the long road trip, but it, that that 10-game streak um, also included three straight at Kyosara Dome. But uh, I was away for much of the month, so I'm going to let you kind of choose what game you thought was best, and we'll leave it at that.
0: So I'm going to go with the game against, surprise, surprise, the Giants again. <laughs> On August 26. we win 9-6. to Sato hit his number 15 dinger. Kinami hit his first home run of the year which is a grand slam. He also went 3 for 4 that day and had 6 RBI. The hitter, the number 8 hitter from Hell for the other team, the most feared um you know, there's the argument for him being
2: MVP.
1: Yeah, for real, for real. And so this was actually this gave us five straight wins against the Giants at Tokyo Dome during this month, which is also just Super, I mean, it's just great for the team. So, again, I wasn't here for most of the month. So, we're just going to, you know, breeze through that. And then, um, also, as I said earlier, you know, we ended the month with two losses to the Bay Stars. And this team is notorious for having very poor September's. And so, you know, you'll have to forgive me for saying here we go again. But, uh, no, guy, 11 straight wins to start the month of September, uh, a month that currently, um, I'm not really good at counting. We are 14 and one, two, three, four, 14, four, and one, 14, five, and one. Yeah. 14, yeah. five, and one. I think. 14, five, yeah. and one. We got five games left, including October 1st and then one on October 4th. So six games left, but having ourselves a month. And uh, obviously, the game of the month, and there can be no disputing this, I don't think, would definitely be the clincher, the Ade, September the 14th, right? This is the earliest Tigers have ever clinched um, the, the pennant and to be able to do it in such a dramatic fashion. We talked about it during the recap, so we won't go into much detail, but just being there, you know, to, to see it was amazing.
0: We made it happen.
1: Yes. Yes, we did. Well, I think, you know, most of the people that were there in attendance with us are probably listening to this pod as well. And they're probably nodding their heads in agreement as well. So there you have it. I mean, it's just been an outstanding season. Let's just really quickly look at uh, some of the other finer details so far. This is what we've got um, our record against the other teams in the Central League. As you had mentioned, uh, this is the second time ever we've gone, we had a winning record against all of them, right? Yep. Yeah. So four, 14, 8, and 1 against the second place, Carp. 13, and 11 against the third place, Bay Stars. Again, this is the current standings. Yeah. Uh, 18, yeah. 6 and 1 against the Giants. And that one's final. We don't play them anymore. 16, six and one against the swallows, and 15, eight and one against the dragons. So we really, I mean, we've done it against all of them. The base stars being the one that's it been kind of close, and we've had periods where it's like, oh no, they're, they've got our number. But we've also had their number as well. So yeah. Our home record is 44, 22 and 3, and that includes uh, 36, 22 and three at Koshian, eight and zero at Kcetodome. Eight and oh
2: my goodness, yeah.
1: And then the road record is surprisingly good 39 27 and 2.
0: Well, that's how you clinch as early as ever, right?
1: Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. Um, so the key here though is this, and we can get into this when we do our predictions next episode. But, um, you know, we're hosting the final stage of the climax series, so we're either look the way things look now, we're either hosting the carp or the bay stars. The Giants have a very slim chance of getting in, but probably do So at Koshien against the Carp so far this year, we are nine, two, and one. I shouldn't say so far. That's, that's a done deal, right? Nine, two, and one.
2: Yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah. And against the Bay Stars at Koshien, actually, we are only five and five because we swept them at Kyosera Dome at the start of the season. So if we just count Koshien, it's five and five. And that includes losing the last five. I don't like that. No, I don't like that either. and that's why, besides the fact that Bauer might be coming back in time for the playoffs. That's why we really need to root for the Carp, and that's why I'm rooting for the Giants to still pull off the Miracle and uh, shove the (laughs) Bay Stars in a fourth. (laughs) I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. Go Giants. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. Well, let's jump into just a tiny wee bit of predictions. What's going to happen with the record going to be?
0: What's going to happen with the record going to be? What's going to happen?
1: See the future? Yes, they can. Check it out. H10 prediction. See the future? Yes, they can. Check it out. H10 prediction. What's going to happen with the record? So Sanjay, um, really, we don't care to predict who's going to win the next six games for the Tigers, although I'm going to say four and two. Um, how about you? Four and two sounds good to me. Okay, So that, then it shall be done. Um, but what I really care about is this, because as I said, we're probably going to be coming back at you all. Um On, I'm guessing maybe the sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth, right around in there before the final stage, we're going to do a series preview of the final stage. So the question then in the predictions is, who's it gonna be that we're gonna be facing? Um, as as we've mentioned, the base stars are in third place, the carp are in second place. That might switch that might swap around. It might go the other way um, because the base stars aren't that far behind, and they have games in hand against the carp. Um, the current record, in their head-to-head, which I think, are not current, it's done. They've finished their uh, season series. The Carp have won 14 and lost 10, and they tied one. And the good news, if you're rooting for the Carp, which I kind of am, is that the Carp are 7 and 5, both at home and on the road, against the baseline.
2: So, who's it going to be, Sanjay? I'm totally rooting for my man, arai Carp,
1: go carp, go Hiroshima carp. Yeah. Ojayaki um, power. <laughs> I don't cheer for the carp very often, but I am cheering for the carp. Unfortunately, though, I kind of have a bad feeling about this that, you know, the Bay Stars, again, it does partly depend on if Bauer is back and ready. If he's back, I think they've got a huge advantage because he really has been a good pitcher since he figured out NPB, um, since he got over that first, you know, four maybe four starts that he had that were quite bad. Um, and if he's ready, I would assume they'll go Bauer game one and then either Imanaga or Azuma in game two. And either of those guys is a pretty good number two pitcher. And the reason they do that is because Bauer has shown that he's able to pitch on short rest and he would be ready maybe even for game two of the final stage, just depending on scheduling and stuff, right? Which would mean they would only have to use a weak, quote unquote, weak pitcher for one game. Um, if they win. And so I'm, I'm scared. And then, we, you know, they've also got Maki. They've got Miyazaki. I think they have a more dangerous hitting lineup. And I think they have more dangerous ace pitchers than the carp do. So, I don't like
2: the base stars. I don't like the base stars. And that's why it hurts me to say I think they're going to win. Ouch. Sorry. But it doesn't matter because this is
1: our year. And as soon as they come to Koshian, they're crumbling. We're crushing. That's my fearless prediction. Okay. Well, that's a wrap for another episode of H10. Thank you all for tuning in. If you haven't gotten your fill of us, you know where to find us, I think, by now. And if not, I'll list them off for you real quick. Patreon, the website, that's www.fansantigers.com. Twitter, X. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Daily Sports Column in Japanese. And all those details are in the show notes. Special thanks to Infraction for the theme music and show. Once again for mixing the show for us. Thank you, Sanjay, for joining for this good time episode. Thank you for having me.
0: Are there
1: are sore? What's next? Sore? Kore? Sore. Kore. Yes, we're going for it, but we will catch you all next time for a preview of the final stage in about three weeks time. Let's go tigers.
0: Go Hanshin.